Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. Before I introduce my uh, annual, or what do you want to say, weekly guest, um, I do want to give a congratulations and a shout-out to Great Britain, to the U.K., where this podcast has been ranked as the 247th uh, amateur podcast in Great Britain. So we are climbing the charts. We started, at the, we started at the bottom, and now we're here. Pretty low, but we're still here. So thank you to Alex for all of his guerrilla marketing and campaigning across the pond. So 246, number 246 in Great Britain on the amateur podcast chart. And that voice you heard was my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing fantastic. Good, good, good. So a little bit late in the week, but let's talk about this past uh, week in the NFL, which was <clears throat> um, which was championship. Uh, I'm sorry, divisional week in um, in the NFL. Uh, it started off with the Colts falling. Falling real hard against the Chiefs, uh, thirty-one to thirteen. The Colts weren't in the game at all. That was a big surprise, and uh, well, every... know, the, the outcome. I mean, I really gave the uh, the Colts a shot, and they really fell flat. They did. It was, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason. It's funny. There's a reason that Kansas City was the number one seed. Like it, it really is. What have you done for me lately? Like last thing you remember is what is is the first thing on your mind. So go, seeing the Colts going on nine nine straight wins and doing it, having to be a road dog pretty much the entire time, playing two. You know, week seventeen was a playing game, so you count that as a playoff game. So you know this would be the third straight week where they're playing at high caliber. You know, opponents and and. and you know, one and dones, but they just couldn't get it done. And the well, the, the biggest surprise really was that you know, the the defense. I mean, I really thought they that you know that they had made some progress, but it turns out that Kansas City's defense was the shocker. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. Amazing. Yeah, they got a lot of pressure on on Luck, um, and also the weather worked in their favor. Um, did the cult, uh, did the uh, Chiefs? Yeah, just everything clicked, and like you said, that defense was phenomenal. Mahomes didn't. Shocking, shocking. Mahomes barely had to throw it; he just gave it to Damian Williams, and he was running up and down the field. It was crazy, but you know the, um, you know the setup to that really was kind of lured us into believing that the the, the Colts were dominant, you know, especially with the offensive line. But it turns out the fact that they had played Texas for that was the third time. Yeah, and you know, so they they knew they what they were dealing with, and you know, they, and they were dominant. So we expected the same thing out of Kansas City, who they were not familiar with at all. Obviously, no, no, they were not familiar with, and just all facets of the game were they winning on. Um, Some of these things are hard to explain. Yeah, no, it is. But even um, you know, and the really the the thing that really nailed them just before halftime did the Colts was Adam Vinatieri missing. Uh, I mean, a makeable field goal for him. Although it is really it is very strange to see an NFL player with pretty much white, not even gray, but white a white beard. <laughs> that was so. What happened? The wheel is turned for him. It's time to go. Or. Those things happen to all kickers. I think those things happen to all kickers. I mean, look at Parky. It doesn't matter what age but you how are. Did he, how did he miss an extra point, though? I mean, the field goal, okay. I can understand that. I mean, that's the reason why Denver went to Super Bowl 50 and not, uh, not the Patriots, because of a missed extra, uh, missed, missed extra point. So, hey, look, they wanted to... They wanted to make it less of an automatic. They did, but for the most part, now kickers are 
are used to the new extra point distance. You know, missed extra points are are higher than they had been prior to the move, but you know they've just they're just better now, and it's just it was a one miss kick. I I don't put too much stock into it. Um, and then in the night game, uh, Dallas on the road, pretty much playing a home game though, uh, loses thirty to twenty two in a game that I don't. Th- I mean, aside from that big pass play, um, I really don't. I mean, Zeke did nothing on the ground. It was all the Rams. You know, C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley. I mean, two one hundred yard rushers in one game. I think they almost they almost had like that, that's the difference maker there. That is, and that that that's been their key. And uh, how many yards on the ground? Two hundred something. Yeah, they 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 encroached upon three hundred yards. It was right. it was unbelievable. But look, I mean, we talk about how like system quarterbacks. I mean, system running back. You just plug a guy in. You know, C.J. Anderson got picked up after being cut twice this season. He you know he he packed on some pounds and and off the couch onto the field. And now, I mean, he's one win away from making it back to the Super Bowl. Remember, he was in the aforementioned Super Bowl 50 with Peyton. True. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, look, this is a guy those last two weeks, uh, week 16, week 17, you know, when they're trying to rest Gurley, give him as much time as possible. You know, they put in C.J. Anderson, and he runs amok over, you know, Arizona, to be fair. And then... But, I mean, th- this is also, I think, this is going to be the key for them going forward, depending on how far they go, and we'll get to this upcoming championship game. But, I mean, that change of pace back, I think, is going to help Gurley, and it's going to help the team. Well, it's going to help the quarterback the most. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the quarterback's best friend. Right, and it, it really will. You know, they talk about with the loss of Cooper Cup, and, you know, Josh Reynolds has been doing well this year, and... And all that stuff, but I think, um, yeah, for just like you said, C.J. Anderson is really going to help out uh, sure. from now on. You know that that two-headed attack is it's brutal. It is. It really... And that play-action pass is, is you know. And it's funny. One week after the um, the new onside kick rule worked in favor of the Cowboys, where the Seahawks couldn't get it back. Now this time, when they needed it, they couldn't get it back themselves. Yeah, but it's it's a very low percentage play now. I mean, I don't know if if, if the league will eventually get rid of the kickoff or what, what what what's the future? I think the future is to just kick it off and yeah, just like they do and I've even seen like like detailed descriptions of how the kickoff itself doesn't matter. The punt returns. Now punt returns that's that's where the thing is, but I mean, kickoffs, yeah, it's going to be pretty much just flip a coin who gets the ball first. Yeah, but why did they have to make that change? I mean, is I mean, it's not like you're running like 40, 60 yards and, you know, with the risk of a collision and, and injury and all that. I mean, in the outside kick, I mean, come on, you're waiting for the bounce. People are basically standing around. That's the reason they give. It's player safety. Yeah, but what? How is it player safety when, when it's, they're not getting any momentum? Dude, it's a, it's it's a waiting for the ball to come down. It's a band aid on a you know, it's it's a butterfly band aid on a giant laceration. Like it's, oh yeah, we'll stop this to help you know concussions. That's not helping. That's a drop of water into it in the ocean. Like that doesn't. It's not the real issue. But they also want to like, well, if we do this and then takes this away and blah 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 blah. So. Uh, and then we get to the Sunday games and the Patriots. Uh, I mean, I look for all the credit I gave the Chargers this year. I, I I can't really say I'm surprised they go into New England. They get lashed, forty-one to twenty-eight, and that score is nowhere near what well, it was. was. You know, that was on the defense. They were confused. They didn't know where to line up. They were you know back and forth. What do I do? What does he do? You know, communication. Well, don't forget. I mean, they're working without any linebackers, so they had to play seven defensive backs. But that's by design, right? Not because of injuries. No, I mean they they put speed on the field. I mean, they did that. They they started doing that uh, against Baltimore. Right, but the thing, right, but the thing is, is that they knew 
but Jackson couldn't throw the ball, Brady can, and they decided to also play zone. They've got all these this speed, and they play zone. You don't. And so, okay, fine, we're playing zone. Here, try to stop a running back. You can't. You can't stop a running back because you need linebackers to stop running backs. And well, suddenly, not only that, they're, they're throwing underneath. It doesn't matter who you have there. And if you run zone all the time, you know, you're going to find a weakness. That was obvious. And, boy, they found a weakness big time. Sonny Michelle, three touchdowns. So the inability to, to change, to make adjustments. Right. It was devastating. And, you know, I mean – after the first score, which the Patriots just took their time going down the field on the open, I couldn't believe when I turned it on. It was slightly after kickoff, and I'm like, twelve minutes in, no, the, <laughs> the Chargers must have had the ball already. No, they didn't. Um, the Patriots had just gone they down the field, and they, and rightly so, and they did because on the very next drive by the by the Chargers. Uh, that big pass play up to Keenan Allen for the quick seven, but that was the last you heard of Keenan Allen. Um, and also the, I mean, the turnovers on the special teams, just ridiculous. They were not prepared. No, no. And, you know, Anthony Lynn did a good job this year on those two games that I thought they would have lost, uh, the, the Pittsburgh game on sun, on the Sunday night, and then, of, of course, the wildcard game. I thought for sure they'd lose to the Ravens come across country, and I thought the Ravens had all the momentum, but it turns out no. So now they go home. Rivers is, you know, still... Still with that giant question mark, which is hard to do when you're going into New England. But thank goodness they nobody has to go to, into New England for the rest of the year. We'll get to that. And then the best, really the best game, uh, what turned out to be uh, the defending champs knocked off twenty to fourteen by the Saints. And the, the Saints, uh, I'm sorry, the Eagles would have scored. Jeffrey catches that. They keep on going. Like I don't, I. I, I'm for certain the Saints could not have stopped the Eagles if if Je- if if Jeffries didn't drop that ball. Well, he never had it, so it kind of just went right through his gloves. Right, right. Now, did, yeah, it kind of looked like he didn't have his fingers in the gloves. Did you see the fingers moving? Yeah. I, nothing happened. Right. It's almost like he had a fist in there instead of a hand. Right. No, and then it comes out he's been, you know, dealing with, these injuries that, you know, could possibly have dealt with it. And you do feel well, bad. Nobody wants to hear that. No, no, of he, course he not. He was clearly looking at the defender, took his eye off the ball, you know, anticipating the hit. Right, right. But, look, I'm just, there's no way the Saints would have stopped the Eagles had that ball, had that completion happened. Had it not, even if it was, even if, they, if he had dropped the ball and it wasn't intercepted, I still think the Eagles would have scored and we'd be talking about the Eagles going back to the NFC Championship. Oh, I hope not. No, but, well, it, that's not what happened. Although, I mean, the Eagles scored quick. You know, first two drives. They uh, did. I mean, and they were celebrating like they, that, like, like they already won the game. Well, I mean, that was a big deal to go down to New Orleans. You do it that quickly. And then to stop this. And first of all, you turn the ball over on the Saints in the first, pretty much on the first pass play of the game, and then you, you score a quick touchdown, you get a stop, you get another touchdown. But you don't you don't see the Patriots doing that. No. You know, getting overexcited. No. When, when, when the game's still young. Hey, look, for the Eagles and all their fans and all the organizations, they've got their, they've got their trophy. But wasn't the story of that game, the fake punt? I mean, the, uh, yeah, the fake punt. Yeah, the fake punt, which was... Which was, yeah, well pulled off, and Fletcher Cox was nowhere to be found. Yeah, but they had their their defense on the field, even on that field position. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that was a gutsy call. And you saw a lot of trickery. You, you saw a lot of hill. Um, you saw Breeze. On is he? He's twenty eight years old. That's amazing. Right, but Peyton, he he pulled out all the stops because he realized, look, I even though even though the Eagles did nothing on offense. Score-wise, at least after those first two possessions, he still look. I mean, they they were losing up until late until the fourth quarter, and they had a sl- they had a slim lead going into it late as well. You know, Peyton was like, "I gotta I gotta make sure that they don't because exactly what would have happened almost happened. They would have yeah, come well, down. Yeah, he got the crowd back in the game. Yeah, he really did. 
Now, had that failed, he would have been highly criticized. Well, because that's... of the field position where he attempted it. Right, but this is also a coach who decided on the opening kickoff of the second half of a Super Bowl to do a uh, then legal and a much more likely onside kick. He, that was exciting. That was exciting. It had never been tried before. That I mean, t- the gall, the gall, to do <laughs> that, and that's why he's a Super Bowl yeah. winning champion. So high risk, high reward. And boy, he got the big reward. So now we move on to Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday it starts off first with the aforementioned Saints hosting the Rams. Uh, had a previous game this season against each other. In New Orleans as well, and the Rams were uh, losers in that game. Uh, the Saints. What was that score? Oh, let me find it real quick. I'll have to do that. Um. So yeah, so Saints Rams, and right now the line. Uh, what do we have the line at? It's three and a half. I have it three. New Orleans given three. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, it was three and a half the whole like forever. I don't know when that happened. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the same. Look at it was uh forty five thirty five Saints, and that was um, I guess week five, week six. No, uh, hold on. Eleven, I think week twelve. I'm sorry, week twelve. It was uh, November fourth. Okay. Um. Yeah, Saints jumped out to a big first half. They had 35 points by halftime. Um, and they did, you know, only 10 points in the second half. Um, huh? s- yeah. So, I mean, from what I've seen this uh, what I've seen this season, what I've seen in the playoffs especially is that these rematches have not gone the way that I thought they would. Um and it's very right. it's very difficult for a non a non division uh, opponent in the playoff to uh win uh twice? This, yeah to win twice against the same team you know yeah. historically you know we can go back of course to the 07 giants uh when they you know week 17 they a lot they tried their hardest but the patriots completed their undefeated season regular season and then in the super bowl the you know tables were turned um you talk about the patriots and the rams back in the 01 season they played rams won and then of course in the super bowl uh the cheaters won and then you know even this this season in as in wild card weekend when uh the chargers were able to avenge their loss against the ravens so I mean, it's definitely on the table, and especially the way that the Rams ran the ball, and that might also be their game plan. Keep. Well, I think they're a lot like the Chiefs. The story, not besides the run, which you know that was true with the Chiefs, but the defense. I mean, the Rams' defense really showed up for that game. Yeah, no, they they showed up for the game, um, and especially look if Talib stays on the field and he's healthy, then then everything's going to go their way. Um, and then you got the injury to the defensive tackles. You know, they're, they're, that Rankins, I mean, you know, he's their best defensive lineman. He's out for the game. Oh, for the Saints, yeah. Yeah, and that Saints game was a body pack game. There were a lot of injuries in that game. Yeah, Peyton tends to do that with a lot of a lot of, a lot of his games, uh, bounty gate and body bags. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know where to really turn, turn really? to this. I, it's well, very... I, I, I like the rules. Yeah, yeah. I like the Rams, and I was looking at this um, interview that was uh, um, previous in that game when they played the when they played the Rams, the Saints, and they were they were kind of they were picking on his defensive back, and they they were asking him about the matchup, and uh, Sean Payton said, uh, "Yeah, we like that matchup." Then he paused and he said, "A lot." <laughs> you know, so that's really embarrasses that defensive player. Those things have a way of coming back. You know, if you're smart, you don't mention that. You don't hear Belichick talking like that. No, no, of course not. So, you know, when this hits, you know, the other team, you know, it's it's remembered. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's going to bode well. And 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 I think they pulled their new stuff and did all they could. 
and I think it's going to be a different outcome this time. And I think the Saints can be stopped offensively. You've seen it by the Eagles. You see, you saw it yeah. so many times this season where the offense, this high-powered, almighty offense, just sputtered. I mean, 20 points last week. And, uh, yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah, if you, if you, if you thought they were going to be held to 20, you would... I would figure that the Eagles would win, though. No? I mean, I I thought so, yeah, and I almost it was almost true. It almost did actually happen that way. So yeah, I th- I think I think it might be the Rams, and I think that the Rams are just gonna run the ball. You know, so, yeah. Well, I think that this will be the torch will be passed. You know, this will be the first passing of the torch. Yeah, From the young guns to the old bucks. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. McVeigh, and you see all of his assistants getting hired. You know, Lafleur, the new coach in Green Bay, he pretty much got hired because I don't know. He passed by McVeigh in the hallway once. Like it's just okay. What? What? I mean, we know that the coaches and the trends in the league are just it's I mean, offense. It's all. Well, not only is it offense, but it's what works. It works because of this one. I mean, there's a reason why coaching trees exist. Hey, that guy was successful. Who worked under you? So you knew what his brain was like. So, right. you know, come here and tell us all those things. All well, right. They bring the secret sauce. So you like Rams plus three. I do. All right. What about the? I, over- I like them to win outright. So right. you know, I think it's uh, it's a gift. You should take it. What about the over under fifty? I have fifty six and a half. I'm tempted. I, I I think I might say under based on how how the how the ball's going to be run, or how I think that their game plan is going to well, be. Well, if they play keep away, I see your point. Yeah, I don't mess with the totals too much. No, no, but it, I I think this one is one we can point at and say like, be between the Rams' uh, offense. Uh, I'm sorry, defense. Their defensive prowess. The Saints sputtering for points on offense, you know, despite all the weapons they have, and the fact that the game plan likely because don't forget the Saints also have two really good running backs, Kamara and Ingram. The pro, you know, well Ingram really didn't show much at all. Almost like there's not much gas left in that tank. That's the way it looked last week. Right, but the same way C.J. Anderson... not affected at all, but Kamara is just fun to watch. Right, but they're almost like duplicates of each other. Like, they're thunder and lightning. No, 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 no. No, 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 but Kamara, Kamara and Gurley, I mean, are they that different? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think Kamara's got the moves. I just... He's more power, Gurley. Right, but I mean, pass catching backs. I mean, able to break tackles. I'm I'm not disagreeing yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. But then, if you compare Ingram to C.J. Anderson, Ingram's the better pass catcher. But I mean, it it really is just a change of pace back. True. Yeah, that's that's. So I, I would take the under if you're if you're curious about that. And then we get, and then we get to the other game. Boy, CBS. I think it's impossible to figure out. I mean, I I have no idea. Like and I'm real. Look, I know what I want, and I don't want the Patriots anywhere near the Super Bowl. This is the closest that I ever want them to be, ever again until the end of time. Well, I trust Mahomes more than I do Andy Reid. I mean, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Right now, I mean, he's almost not that the play calling was terrible against the Colts. They actually, I mean, it was well done. It was a well oiled machine. But I think if it comes to it and Andy starts to screw it up, Mahomes has that um, he has that yeah, imp- he has factor. He has that improvisational that improvisation. Oh yeah. To when when he th- when things go, he just throws it left-handed. Whatever. Yeah, but it's interesting to see when everybody uses the hands-up technique against him, and he throws his sidearm. So I want to see what Belichick and I mean he sees it, I see it, we all see it. Let's see. Let's see if these guys are tr- drop their hands down. Well, we know that the page. What Belichick does on defense is he picks the one. He picks one. All right, we men, we will stop this one he, offensive. He plays takeaway. Right. So, but here's Let's the thing: takeaway one guy, whatever their star is. Right. So, so, but who is that star? I'm thinking it's got to be Tariq Hill, right? Oh, for sure. Okay, so you take away. Tyreek Hill, 
Well, I don't know if you take him or leave, but you definitely can't let him get behind you. I mean, is he the fastest man in the NFL? He's got to be. He's got to be. Okay, so then you you have to keep that in front of you. That tells me they're going to sacrifice yardage. Right. Well, they're, the other thing Belichick is known for is bend, don't break. You know, get it. That's what I'm saying. That that makes a lot of sense there. But he's a, he's a game wrecker. Right. But we also see how well Damian Williams has been playing. Yes, it's kind of what I was talking about with C.J. Anderson, plug and play. We all know about Kareem Hunt. Even Spencer Ware, don't forget. Spencer Ware was the backup. He got injured right away. Like, I don't even think he, he barely played yeah. that first week after. And Damian Williams has taken over the backfield. Even the other yeah. Williams back there. So it. So I think that, and especially... That's where you're going to see Mahomes really come through, where he's going to – I mean, I, I, here's what I'm going to say. And I don't know if this is a prop bet, but I want to put this out. You're going to see a Statue of Liberty type play. You're going to see you know, the, the annexation of Puerto Rico. You're going to see one of those, guys, it's third down. We're at the one. We haven't scored in you know a quarter. This is Ben Don't Break. Something, something's going to happen. A Philly Philly. I don't know. One of those. <laughs> Just, just one of the. I, I, I have a feeling. So that, that's my thing. The, the, it's um, the Patriots. I mean, they're road, the road dogs. They're getting three. Well, I've, I'm trying to think. Have they ever been a dog? I mean, huh? Have they ever been a dog in a championship game? Well, I mean, um, uh, they had to have been all the ones that they were on the road for. Um, I mean. Well, there was definitely the one where they went to Pittsburgh, where uh, that their first Super Bowl, where Brady got hurt and Bledsoe had to play the second half. Um, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can look up some AFC Championship lines. I don't think they were an underdog in. Well, they I, they had to have been. They had to have been, um, just because. And look, I mean. We we know how everything looks for the you know we we know how everything goes in New England everything you know let's see De- all right so all right let's go back so let's work backwards so the last one that they were on the road for was at Denver that was uh, Super Bowl fifty. And yeah, New England was a was a home was a road favorite by three, and they lost that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but to be a road dog. And then, but the one prior to that, two years prior to that, that was when uh, Denver moved on to the Super Bowl and got embarrassed by Seattle. Denver was a uh, a five point favorite. Yeah. Or, or yeah, they were yeah they gave five. Well, in that game, I thought. You know, Brady looked horrible. He was throwing short. He was throwing late. Yeah. You know, it it didn't vote. it didn't look well. I mean, I've been questioning this for very foolish me. All right, so let's work backwards as well. So then there was the game um, at Indy, the championship game at Indy. Indy was a three and a half. Um, and then at Pittsburgh in '05, that was the one where uh, New England then moved on to play the Eagles. Yeah. That's 13, 14 years ago. New England was a was a road favorite there, and then yeah, just as like I thought in the uh, in the first Super Bowl, uh, the first Brady Super Bowl era, um, at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was a ten point favorite. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's unbelievable. Well, well, well that's before New England proves it. So. Right. Um, I want Kansas. So, so they play well as an underdog. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter to them. Old underdog, favorite, road. And it's not like the weather's going to affect them, even though this is going to be like like the Ice Bowl 2 out right. there. Right. Do you think that'll keep scoring down? I don't know. That's hard to say. I mean, the over-under is 56. I think that this might be a little bit more. Don't forget, and this is the other thing that, that I'm thinking about. Don't forget they played early in the season. This is where Kansas City got their first loss at New England. That was a three-point game. That was, and that was where Mahomes had three touchdowns in the second half after they made the halftime adjustments because New, or- New, New England had their number. Like, that was that was where Mahomes threw his first interception to, I think, Van Noy and, like, deep into the red zone. 
Yeah, but that was like forty-three forty. Right, I know. So, I I think it might be an over, but not by much. It's not going to be forty-three forty again. I think there will be a lot more defense. And now that the Chiefs, they've got well, Eric. It's, it, it's more fun to root the over because the under you can be just finished, and then it's out. But you know, there's always a chance with the over. Right, exactly. So I think that, and also don't forget, Kansas City's getting Eric Berry. Now, he might not be necessarily the Eric Berry of old, but to have him on the field, I think, can create some real... Um, some real... Well, not only that, they have changed two other defensive backs from the time they played first. They, they gave some young guys a shot. True, true. So I'm... that's going to be interesting, you know, if they can be exploited. Look, Kansas City has to play a perfect game. You know, they had uh, a blocked punt against the Colts, which set the Colts up for their first and pretty much at that point only touchdown. They can't, they have to play perfect on special teams. They have a good kicker, so I'm not too worried about missed field goals or missed extra points. Um, And I know they resotted the field because they pushed all the snow over and it like, it's so like the ground like got warped basically. Even though it's, it's. Uh, it's going to be as cold as. What the, is the field heated? Yes, actually, it is. It, it's heated, but they had to resod it because of all the, okay. all the shoveling and stuff. So it's a new field, all that stuff. I'm not worried about any. So Chiefs have to play perfect on special teams. That's number one. They have to not. They have to get to the quarterback and play man. Like, uh, you know, and Gronk has been nowhere, nowhere this season, and he wasn't really needed for last week. But uh, so long as they don't let, and I don't even think at this point Gronk can take over a game. He's not, he's a shell of what he was. I mean, all that. Mm, yeah, well, I'm not going to go too crazy with that. You think he's going to realize? Well, championship games are the best. I mean, I like him better than a Super Bowl. I mean, you get maximum effort. Who? Who's that, Gronk? No, any, any teams in the, in, the, in the championship round. The championship games are the best. No, I agree. It's you know your last real day of football because you get the you get two games back-to-back, and then, you know. So. Yeah, and, and there's just so much hype in the Super Bowl. You can barely live up to this stuff. Right, the, the, These are, and I do agree because sometimes these are better than what the Super Bowl puts out. But so So to finish off this game, I want Kansas City so bad. I, I can't even I can't even I, I'll I'll take the over, but I I don't even know where to go with the points. Where where are you where are you falling? Oh, with the over and under? No, no, just just the, in general, in general with the game. Yeah, I mean I I can't make heads or tails of it. You know, I mean I really want Mahomes to win. Really, I mean just change the guard. I mean if you yeah. if you yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you who definitely does not want the Patriots in it, especially if the Rams are or, uh, the ticket brokers. They don't want the Rams because who's yeah. gonna, well? They don't want the Rams in there because there are no Rams fans to speak of, and they don't want the Patriots because the Patriot fans don't. First of all, to think that there's some sort of nationwide network of Patriot fans is ridiculous. These aren't the Cowboys. These aren't the Steelers. Get it out of here. This is no. A, they're better than all of those. Right, but no, but I'm talking about a fan base. I'm talking about a nationwide fan base that's well, going to travel. Well, it's the nation of haters. Well, I know. All you have to do is watch the news. <coughs> Look, the Eagle fans were the ones who bought up all those tickets last year up in Minnesota. I mean, the one you the one you want, I think, as a viewer, what we want is we want Chiefs Saints, right? Well, I don't think uh, you do. Well, first of all, it's the only matchup we haven't seen this year because if it's Chiefs Rams, I mean, that was that fantastic Monday night game. That was like, right. I mean, that that went on forever. That was beautiful. And then, right. yeah. Well, you got the younger quarterbacks. But also, well, the younger quarterbacks would be good, but do you, would you really compare Goff and Mahomes? It's No, but I'm talking about fresh, you know, fresh stars. In no, look, they, well, and don't forget, look, look how New Orleans uh, lost that game last year. That's hard to overcome. Yeah. No, I know. Right? You remember that. People, you know, that, that's not easy to shake. Right. But I'm also interested a little bit, too, in the other storyline that would be if it's Saints-Chiefs. You've got 
Andy Reid, the disciple of, he's part of the um, Bill Walsh tree. And you've got Peyton, but right, and you've got Peyton on the other side, who on the offensive side of the ball, of course, is from the Parcells tree. So you have this, this, yeah. this, this timeline. Uh, I'm on fresh big break. No, no, <laughs> I understand. No, that, that's stale. I'm, I'm done with that. I know, but you're also talking about the changing of the guard. I think if you get a Chief Saints, you have that changing of the guard quarterback wise, because I mean, Breeze is what? Breeze is like 36. Like he's not exactly young either. Like he's he's getting up there too. So then you have Mahomes versus Breeze. And think about this: Mahomes knocks off Brady. Mahomes Mahomes possibly knocks off uh, Breeze. I mean, that's just that's how you that's how you get coronated. You know, that's like old war types. That's old war stuff. You know, clans like I defeated the old clan and now I'm the new. So all that stuff. But I mean, Patriots, Patriots, Rams. I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Well, I think it'd be better. Patriots, Saints. I can live with because uh, I mean they they practice like they have joint practices in the in in preseason. Right. Like, like their training camp is done together, so that'd be also interesting yeah. to see. And and I, don't I think the Saints have at the end of the road. I don't get too excited. No, I understand that. I'm just saying this might be their their last hurrah. But look, you like the Rams. I'm I'm with you on liking the Rams making it to the Super Bowl. Chiefs, I want so bad. You want the Chiefs too. A Chiefs Rams Super Bowl hat. That's a sexy matchup too. I like. You know, you're talking about the 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 new guard, Mahomes, Golf, McVay, all of that stuff. But you mm. also have the history, even from this season of just an outlandish scoring wise game and how how just emotional it was for just the viewers so it could possibly yeah, even this is the world stage the super bowl so i want the young guys to be introduced no and and as well you should i mean everybody we people have been tired of the patriots forever the nfl i mean and look already there's people uh especially um Patriot fans who are in up in arms just at the announcement of who is officiating the game for them. And the head referee for the game was to, was during the Colts game with, a, of course, Deflate Gate. He was one of the um, judges who took the uh, halftime um, uh, air gauge. And he, he his was the one, I forget his name, but he was the one ump who at halftime when he checked the balls uh, had the low deflated um, gauge that he so already Patriot fans like what the heck so that actually might help out help out us Patriot haters so you can expect the balls to be fine yeah I would I would hope that they're going to be fine I'll tell you who else don't does not want the Saints in the Super Bowl is the um, the mayor of Atlanta uh, the mayor of Atlanta coming out and said not nope not the Saints. Because? Because Atlanta and New Orleans hates each other. Falcons, no. Saints, they hate each other. But the Falcons, they're extremely disappointing. Right. No, and they, again, there's another team that can't overcome what happened to them. No, to break it up. Should have broke it up then, and it's, I mean, they're going to be down in the doldrums for a long time. Um, speaking of uh, that NFC South, and there's also the idea that Cam Newton might sit out the season uh, with his shoulder injury. I mean, if you're going to start fresh, because look, everybody's sort of retooling down there. I mean, the Saints, you know, they might be on their last hurrah, but it seems like they could come back around. And it's just an interesting thought that Cam well, might Who would be the quarterback if Cam's not there? I don't know. They might sign Foles or for like, uh, they, they could do a lot of stuff, but then you do. But Rivera's still the coach. Yeah, he is. So, Can you fire a bunch of his assistants and try to be a one-man band there at the end of the year? Right. So then, But here's the other thing. You, you, you sit Newton for the year. You suck for a season. You get the high draft pick, and then you get one of the big-name quarterbacks that comes out next year, i.e. Trevor Lawrence. If it's uh, next year, or not, not this upcoming, 2020, right? Or is he 2021? One. So first year of eligibility, yeah. All right, but you could get Tua, you could get Jalen Hurts, you could get all sorts of other ones that are, you know, not yet. Right, right, right. 
you'd be surprised. So you know the suck for the suck for you know suck without Cam or whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I don't put much hope in the Panthers <clears throat> and no. in the organization. No, I I can understand that. That's for sure too. Um, and then you had uh, of course. The Jets uh, finally introduced Adam Gaze as their uh, head coach, and apparently his eyes, his eyes tell a story in itself. And I went well, back. Yeah, he's psycho. Well, I went back and I actually found the video of his uh, hiring press conference with the Dolphins. And first of all, he had a lot more hair then. But number two is well, the league will do that to you. Well, I know the league will do that to you, and just wait till just wait till he's working in New York full time. I mean, that's that's. He's well, gonna... I'm pretty excited about his intensity and this hiring of Greg Williams. I am overly excited. That, about that. what a what a great character, what a personality. It, this is perfect for me for New York. He's you know he won't shrink in the, in the limelight. Greg Williams, honest effort from that guy. Greg Williams makes. It easier, especially because yeah. especially because if it goes south, they have their um, their interim head coach right there. Well, and plus he's more fun when they lose. Yes, of course. He's animated, so and, he, he's going to be a great interview. And I appreciate that Gaze has said, "Greg, you be the head coach of the defense. I'll be the well, head no, coach." Well, nobody wants to get in front of him. No, no, of course not. They're, then they'll then they'll feel his wrath. But he uh, he acts as crazy as Gaze looks. Yes, and boy, Gaze looked absolutely crazy. Yeah. I'm, I oh, it's great. It's going to be fun. I, I hope you're excited. I shouldn't be surprised sitting here thinking... You should be excited. I'm, I'm excited for Greg Williams. I'm not excited because the problem is Greg Williams is not going to be... Um, he's not. He has nothing to do with time management. Greg Williams has nothing to do with calling the offensive plays, which Gaze is going to do. It's funny. All these coaches that... All these coaches that say, he's a quarterback whisperer, isn't he? Oh, yeah, that's great, because I know we should get so excited because Jay Cutler. Here's the thing about Jay Cutler that everybody has not talked about. Jay Cutler was a Pro Bowl quarterback with the Bears. Everybody's acting like he's some schlub off the street who went into Chicago and stunk. He was a Pro Bowler. He brought the Bears to an NFC Championship game. Now, granted, he acted like a complete limp noodle and sat out on the big oh my leg hurts and i understand it may have been a viable injury but he pretty much well, he, yeah he didn't he didn't get you know, he wasn't a locker room guy no and and he was uh, i blame everybody but me guy right but so you know so he, he had a lot of faults i mean did he have some raw talent yeah yes but to then get and also i'm, I'm never i never trust an, a professional athlete that has diabetes especially... Uh, what? What kind of guy are you? No, no, no. Look. Th- th- that can be treated. I, I realize that. And I, no, no, <laughs> what does and, that have to do with it? It's just, it's just one of those really ridiculous things. It's like, you know, people who don't like the, you know, the taste of tinfoil in their mouth. It's no, just, who does? No. That's what I'm, but the point is... I mean, come on, man. The point is, is that on top of everything, it's just one more thing for for Jay Cutler. It's not just, to like. Well, it, well not, not so much not to yeah, like, but well, I'm like, well, well, why are you hooked on Jay Cutler? There's other guys, right? But the thing is, is that people bring up Adam Gaze as the as the quarterback whisperer, and well, I they should talk about Manning. They talk about other things. Manning, uh, no, he was, he was, he was he just. Was. He said, "Yes, Mr. Manning." This is what he did. <laughs> yes, Mr. Manning. Would you like to do this, Mr. Manning? With those crazy eyes, Mr. Manning. I have an idea. Would you be interested in doing this? Well, but then you, he's going to. You think he should wear shades? I think he should. I understand why he wears the hat. I totally understand <laughs> why he wears the hat. But those eyes, where did those come from? Because those were right. nowhere right. else. Yeah, I mean, the two of them look like you know they're certifiably you know. So I'm. Um, uh, uh, but Greg Williams, I have no problem him getting the defense up. It's the offense, the time management, those those crucial calls that a head coach needs to right. be. And Adam Gaze is just going to be like, well, I like to play, I like to call the plays. Well, what happened with him and Tannehill? Tannehill was hurt, or what? What was his story? He was there? hurt, and he he had a low ceiling. You know, he had a low ceiling. He, he was his. But he beat the Patriots. I think you should be excited about that. Oh my! He beat the Patriots sometimes, 
Was it five well, on one like it was against the Jets? Well, no. The Jets beat them once in, since I remember. Right, I know, but so I'm going to get more excited about somebody who beat what the Patriots what two more times over the same course of same same amount of years. I don't know what they have to do. Also, for was you. also was in Miami. Who 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 has to do for me? Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze has to do a lot. General, yeah. Uh, yes, I told you this. Adam Gaze has to do the following: make the playoffs multiple times, go beyond the first round or whatever round you're in. Like seriously, what? If he was hired, if you're telling me we're going to do this retread coach and not a retread coach that goes off, be's a defensive or offensive coordinator for a couple years like a la Pat Shermer and comes back, or even like, dare I mention it, Bill Belichick, come back after a few years, hey, I learned my lesson, I've learned a few more tricks, and now I'm ready to go. So did, Well, when you look at Belichick when he was in the Cleveland Browns, he was horrible. He was horrible. He never thought he would be what he is today after you know seeing what he did there. I understand. But I also had a chance to ha- find out exactly how good he was, except that there was a, a napkin nearby and he had a pen and a fax machine. So I had my chance with him. So if you're telling me that Adam Gaze is the next no, Belichick. No. Nobody's saying that. Nobody is. Okay, so why are we going with the retread coach? So, yeah, because you finally have a head coach. You had all those assistants you had hired. When's the last time they hired a head coach for previous head coach experience? Those Parcells was the last one. Okay, so there you go. So why wouldn't you revisit that after all that failure? But I understand that. I understand that. Right. But right. why Adam Gaze when... Now, I know the reason why. The, the reason why is because McCagnan... And Chris Johnson, or even when Woody comes back after his uh, stay as ambassador come is over, because they want to be in charge of the who gets hired as the assistant coordinator. Remember, they Gaze was not he was he was just just like it was with Manning. Hey Gaze, do you mind if Greg Williams comes over and stays here too? Yes, Mister McCagnan. Yes, Mister Johnson. Yeah, that can happen. So as opposed to which I'm fine with because I'm glad that Greg Williams is here as the Jets' defensive coordinator, but I don't like the fact that McCarthy got ran off and scared off because it's like wait I don't I I can't call even who I'm working with. No goodbye. If I'm gonna have well, to re- did well did McCarthy have um, control of personnel in uh, in Green Bay? I don't think he did. Because if he did, I mean, you know, that defense didn't turn out too well. I mean, they stacked up well. You know, he paid so much to Rodgers, and and the team got thinned out. Right. No, and uh, I'm if, from what I can recall. No, I'm not so sure he's the answer. He would have been the answer. No, I I understand he's not. I'm not saying he would have gotten us to a Super Bowl, but I'm not seeing the part of gaze being my head coach. If he was the offensive coordinator, I'd be perfectly happy. Then he can whisper all he wants to Darnold. But if you're the head coach and you're going to say, I'm going to whisper it to him and everything else be damned, then I, I'm that, that has me concerned. All I'm saying is I, I want to be wrong. In three years' time, I want to say, wow, I'm really glad that Gaze is coming back next year. I, I don't think you'll ever be able to say that. Because Why? Because you're too you're too much against them to begin with, and you set the bar extremely high. So if they, if, so he can't work into his job. If Gaze get fired, as far as you're concerned, if Gaze, he's, he's got to dazzle you to get your support. Shouldn't anybody? If you're hiring anybody, shouldn't you be dazzled by them? Well, I think at any head coach, take you need three years, because that's what it takes to roll the the team over. Fine. And, and, well, just think of the defense. They've been running at 3-4 forever. Yes. Well, Greg Williams is a 4-3 guy. Right. So no tackles aren't important to him. No. No. Well, I'm just saying. So, you, you know, you got a transformation you got to deal with, too. you got to get the right personnel for the right people. Look, I, I would love to have Greg Williams. And they've made a lot of mistakes in personnel, the Jets. I, and I understand that. I'm, I'm, again, I'm perfectly happy. And that's, McGag- and that's what the, the uh, general manager included. Yes. Yes. Because well, he's been there for what? How many years now? Three? He's been, he's been there for three. Actually, okay. if, I, if I remember. Well, now, his, the excuse is over. If I remember correctly, he got hired after Bulls or at the same exact time. Like, he had no input on Bulls. It was just like, 
Charlie Casterly said, here, here's your coach, and here's your Yeah, but your I'm not talking about the coach. I'm talking about personnel. Yeah, I understand. Look, he got lucky. Yeah. He, he, got very, he, he made the right choice with Darnold. We know that much, but it's just how much of the other stuff, because I know Truman Johnson, he's not exactly lighting the world on fire, but he sure can light some money on fire if he wishes. Now, but all I'm saying with is, with Gaze, if in four years he gets let go and he's well, not that— I don't think he'll be, well, four years, that, that's, that's long enough. Right. So, so but here's, here's the predicament. If you're telling me this is a great hire, then I should be expecting him to stay around for a fourth or fifth year because he's been successful enough. You've got to prove your way. Right, that's what I'm saying. I want him to prove his way. Yes, he will. Relax. I can't. I this this is what I have to worry about. This right is now. a great combination. These two guys. I mean, just the theater alone is going to be worth it. I hope so. I hope so. Absolutely. So moving over to baseball. So that's the other thing I can look forward to. At least if if Gaze really falls off the map for me, and that's the so the Mets have signed Jed Lowry. Um, although now it seems like. Because the Yankees signed uh, Adam uh, Odovino, who, I mean, he just strikes people out. And this was a guy who was pitching in Coors Field. I mean, he just strikes him out. So now that back end of the bullpen for the Yankees is still unbelievable. And everybody right. talking about, and now they, they, why even bother signing Manny or Harper? And which I agree That's with. Right. No, I agree with. They shouldn't be signing either Harper or Machado. Number one is, and I know this for a fact because they've talked about it, they want to get under the luxury tax. And they want to continue to be. But that's a business uh, end of baseball. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in what kind of taxes they're paying. Right, but business. I mean, you know, I, 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 it's bad enough they raise these ticket prices. No, of course, of course. Well, yeah. So I'm not interested about that saving them money. Well, and, and I know it's not George Steinbrenner. It's a relative running the show, so he's not going to be enamored with these trophy, you know, players. Right, and it's that's no surprise. No. And now those, you know, now that they're good again, the uh, the poor uh, um, uh, lower end dukes and earls are not going to be able to afford those ticket prices. They go back up to the high end uh, court members, but they don't need more offense. How much offense could they? They have, they won they won a hundred games last year. They couldn't win the division because the Red Sox were world champions. So they didn't need more offense. What they needed was more pitching. And now they're also talking about trading away Sonny Gray because CC's coming back and they'll have Tanaka and Severino and all these other pitchers. They don't and now this back end of the bullpen is just phenomenal again. So they just shorten the game, which is how the game is played now. So they don't need right. these big contracts of Machado and Harper, and they don't need even more offense. Like it gets to a point how much is too much? And I think. Uh, well, I mean, you can't score enough. No, but if you have as good pitching, as good enough pitching as they're going to have in that bullpen, and even to an extent, the first couple innings of from the starters, then you won't have to worry about that. Um, so, so you're giving them a, a good shot this year. I, I, you have to, you have to. You'd be foolish not to. They won a hundred games, and they got better in their bullpen. So they're better than Texas. Oh gosh, yeah. Are you Houston? You mean? Yeah. I mean Houston. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, now Houston's falling apart because they're not signing anybody. Um, you know, Dallas Keuchel. Not to say that he was, he's Clayton Kershaw or even you know uh, uh, Sandy Koufax, but like he's still on the on the free agent market. They're not going to sign him. Marwin okay. Gonzalez. He's still on the free market. And what about Boston? I, Boston's playing it smart. Yeah, um, I know they're trying to look to maybe trade Jackie Bradley Jr., but I mean Kimbrel. Has like he's looking to become a, a like to get a rod money as a closer, which is not going to happen. There's, <laughs> there's a reason he's still sitting out. You know they signed yeah. Nathan Navaldi back again, which was smart for them. Um, the the Red Sox can they repeat 108 wins? Um, it'd be tough to do 108 wins. That'd be tough. Right. I think they could definitely get back in the playoffs because Chris Sale's still there, and Chris Sale is sure. unbelievable. That, um, that was a great signing, wasn't it? That, that was an amazing trade. I, and they were criticized at the time. Right, because uh, you're, mortgaging, you're, you're mortgaging so much, but here they are, world champs. And nice. and so long as Alex Cora can um, can see the pitcher tipping his pitches, then they'll be fine. They'll win every game. <laughs> um, but, I, but I do think, now especially now that 
you hear Manny is I mean the White Sox have a deal on the table. Right. Although if although if you ask Manny's agent, uh, that's nothing. And if you keep talking about that, he'll sue you. But aren't they acquiring his friends? Yes, John Jay and his brother-in-law. They already have um, a right. Yonder Alonso. Um, so they're trying that, but apparently that's not going to sway him. But I think the what they feathered the nest and it doesn't work. Well, apparently what will work is the seven to eight year um, offer. Seven years, one hundred seventy-five million. That's being reported, um, no. but again, uh, Machado's That's crazy, in, right? And now it looks like Harper, because he, he he lives in out. His family's from Las Vegas, so you know teams have been going out to meet him. And it seems like the Phillies, and uh, in particular Gabe Kapler, him and Harper became best buds. Have really hit it off. There's a bromance going on. So it seems like the Phillies are very much in play to get really? Harper. Yeah. Um, and I, you're not going to hear anything until after the Super Bowl, by far. Um, That's kind of late in the year, isn't it? It is. It is, but, I mean, look, there is a, there's a freeze going on, a free agent freeze. We've heard about it. So many of these veteran players or ones that in the past have gotten a good size because more of name recognition and the quote-unquote right. leadership. But now it's just because the, we talk about cycles in the NFL. The cycle in Major League Baseball is... Suck for a couple of years, get all these draft picks, bring them up all at the same time, and then you win a World Series, a la well, they the have, Cubs, they have, they a have la the, the Astros. Last, well, last year for sure, they, they, uh, the salaries were down from the year before, I believe. Right. and so, But again, for somebody like Harper and Machado to sit there and go like, bring me all your offers, it's not working. It's not going to work. And that's why there's the, they're the White Sox and a mystery team. Like, it's not even the Phillies are in on Machado anymore. It's just like they're pretty much like, well, we can... we, And, you know, the the owner of the Phillies, or the president or whoever, was like, we're going to spend money stupidly. Yeah. Well, apparently not too stupid because they've pretty much said... Well, no, no, he didn't say... He said they were going to spend stupid money. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't going to spend it stupidly. Right. Okay, fair enough. But the so po- they got more money than they... You know, yeah, they they, they they want to mention right, but the problem is, is now that they've already said, well, we're not going to be able to do Machado and Harper. So you pick one, and it looks like they're picking Harper, which means Machado. There's a mystery team somewhere. Nobody knows what this mystery team is, and it's definitely not the That's, Yankees. That sounds like an agent talking. Well, of course, because then the agent comes out and says, like, no, 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 no. Whoever reported the White Sox offer, you're liars. You're liars, Buster Olney and Jeff Passan. You're liars. Right, right. Yeah, um, it sounds like you don't want this guy. No. Uh, but go go back to the Yankees for a second. What really put them out of the running for Machado is they signed DJ LeMahieu. I mean, uh, second baseman in um, from Colorado. Who I mean, this is a guy who like consistently would be up close in the batting races, and he's he's good. He's good for like the short term. They they've also now signed Troy Tulowitzki and DJ LeMahieu, which. It's kind of like for a couple of years the the Rockies' cornerstone, albeit X amount of years ago. Um, so they so, so they're out. They're out of Machado. They're out of Machado. And what about the Mets? I've heard some ridiculous talk that their outfield is complete and there's no room for him for Harper. No. That's impossible. Well, they also, they weren't going to go after it. You know, there's a reason why Brody's been making all these trades because he's not going to sign anybody. They took on Cano's contract. And that, that's pretty much the, all the money that the Wilpons are willing to spend. Don't forget, these are the Wilpons. Bernie Madoff has the rest of it. Right, exactly. So they hired Brody, and Brody has been brilliant about, well, I can't sign anybody. I can make some trades. And he's been very smart about his trades. It right. also helps that the Mariners have decided to get rid of everybody because they're going the Astros and Cubs route. Deplete um, and then rebuild. Right. Which I mean, they have to up in the in the Pacific Northwest because there's nothing else. And if you're if you don't produce, like you're just going to get forgotten. So Brody has been having to make these trades. I mean, he signed Wilson Ramos for a ridiculously low amount of money, especially when they put out a, such a big contract to well, get money Grandel. But he can hit enough. That's the thing. He can hit enough. Mm. And the problem is, is though now with signing Jed Lowry, I like the depth they give it. I like Jed Lowry as a player. But now the outfield looks like it's going to be 
Jeff McNeil, how he plays in spring training will depend if he's going to be a starting outfielder. And that's on top of Keenan Broxton, who, I mean, he can hit okay. You talk about Wilson Ramos not being a good hitter. Keenan Broxton is a worse hitter, and he's just a, a glove. And then Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are they doing? They're giving depth. They're giving this a try. Look, look, look. Brody is doing. When, when, I, when I buy a ticket, I, you know, I don't do it because I'm looking at depth. Right. No, I understand that. I understand that. But we also know Todd Frazier is probably going to get injured. There's going to be an injury somewhere. And sure. and if, look, the thing that they're missing is they need one more bullpen arm. And if they could sign Bartolo Colon, I think everybody would be happy. But they need a. They I, need, I wouldn't be. Well, but they need a fifth starter. I mean, it's over for him. I understand. They need a fifth starter, and if they could get one more reliever, I would be happy. I'd be set for the year. I'd be set. Right. We're good. So one more reliever and one more starter, but they signed Lowry, so it's like, what? what's going on here? And they're not going to sign Kimbrell because that's way too much money, but pretty much it, Brody has not given how had said how much money he's left. He's allowed to use, but if you go by the numbers, there's maybe five million left. So that means that you're going to have to sign um, an undervalued, or at least a a pitcher, a reliever who. Well, they're, not, they're not the Oakland A's. No, no, they're not the Oakland A's. But I mean, I do appreciate that. You know, I I go from Adam Gaze and, and all the stuff I hear with the Jets, and I do. I what I really love about Brody is he's willing to say. Come and get us. We're the top in the NL East. I know the Braves won last year, but we're top. Like, come and get us. Come after us. Yeah, okay. But well, I be wa- careful what you wish for. Right, but I want that talk, and I want that from an organization. <laughs> I want that I from... want performance like that. Well, we're, we have to wait. Obviously, they have to play the games, but what I have seen out of Brody and what I've you seen... Like. I, I love. I love. Right, I right. Love. If everything yeah. well, goes... and you can't do all these things in one year. No, no, of especially course not. when you're behind the way they are. No, they can't. But these are steps in the right direction, and they're more than just one year steps. Right. Well, that's the important part. Right. I mean, look at look at Edwin Diaz, who came over in the Cano trade. He's still on his rookie salary. He's going to be around for X amount of years, you know. And yeah. I will say that they um, finished off um, the arbitration. They didn't even go to arbitration. Uh, with Degrom, they gave him the money, like so. Yeah, that, but, but it's a one-year deal. I understand that, but you said. Well, how does that make you feel? But look, you said, "Hey, let's work this out. Let's not go to an arbiter because we know what the arbiter is going to say, and we're going to look like the bad guys coming in here and saying, well, you didn't do this, this, and this.' No, well, so, there's not much to say about him. He's done all, everything that's been asked. So, how except, ba- except win a bunch of games. So, how about a little bit of good faith? And how about we as yeah. fans? Okay, yeah, because now they, this is a team that I'm willing to go spend money to see. And if I spend money on the team, Brody's going to say, look, Wilpons, we got this money. How about we give it to DeGrom for an extension? How about we go out and sign a big free agent? Stuff like that. Okay. So, so I'm, the future is bright. The future is very bright. The future is not very bright for some fixing scandals in uh, in European tennis. Did you hear about this? Well, if I mean, the fixing in tennis is, you know, it's been around a long time, but it's usually the Russians involved. Right. And, it, and, and it's usually, you know, you know, surprisingly low seeds that win. It is. So what is this game? I'm not familiar with this one. So it, what, what, what countries does this involve? Uh, I believe it was Italy and Spain. Okay. Um, okay. If I remember correctly, and um, it had to do with lower matches. Like this wasn't, you know, Djokovic. Right. That's what. That's what I mean. That's what it usually happens. Right. So, but because people aren't paying attention to that. Right. So it, it just continues with that. Um, right. You know, it's it's just going on, and you know, because you haven't heard about any um, uh, soccer f- match fixings or anything like that. So it's just this is where it's popping up. Um. With that, uh, in basketball, LeBron's—he's in pain, so he's been sitting out a bunch. And the Lakers have been doing okay without him. Um, but but who's the team to beat? The Golden State. It's still Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a league where you know form form rises to the top. Yeah, it's true. You know, class. Yeah, 
No, it is. It's very much true. Um, and uh, Kyrie Irving got called out by Co- Charles Barkley because Kyrie like calls LeBron and says, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry that when we played together, I was a jerk." And then Barkley's like, "Oh, so are are you? What about the players you're playing with now?" So he thinks yeah, they're they're also jerks, right? Exactly. All this stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's true. Yeah, but it's still a players' league. No, oh god, and it's it's never going to stop being a players' league. Like this is this is the future for it now. Yeah, it's it's cemented, right? And there's collusion. Yeah, uh, yeah, it really is. And we'll see how far that goes in the off season. And though that's far away, we still got. Well, as win- long as the ratings are up, it'll probably hold true. And ratings are going to continue to be up as well. I I think these finals might be. I mean, it depends, of course, who's in the finals. But these might be the highest rated finals we we ever have. I think that's just yeah. obvious. So. Yeah. Yeah, the fans like it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Deb. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. It's been fun. All right, and well, just, let's enjoy this championship weekend. Right, well, let's get through. And hopefully, we get a couple of surprises. I mean, some surprises will be nice. We'll be back just uh, as a recap and uh, do a early preview of the Super Bowl, and um, then we'll go from there. So, fantastic! Well, uh, thank you again, Great Britain, for charting us number two hundred. Great job! Great job! Two hundred forty seventh in the amateur podcast. Let's try and get those numbers up. Leave a leave a comment, leave a review somewhere, iTunes, uh, on our Podbean site, everymansports.podbean.com. But I'll let my friend Al, uh, Andrew take it away. Andrew, please, if you will. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also... Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 